For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ Podcast. The voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ Podcast, brought to you by the Belly of Sports Podcast Network. We're your host, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, September 29th. We're jumping into October, man. We got a lot to be excited about. Training camp is right around the corner. Media day. Is right around the corner, and in ultimate NBA fashion, big news dropping with Damian Lillard being traded and how those implications may impact the Orlando Magic in some capacity. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. And then uh, later on in the episode, you know, it's it's time to kind of break down the training camp a little bit, talk about, you know, the, the guard rotations that we have, the big man rotations, kind of our expectations and predictions going into training camp. But first and foremost, um, Al, talk to me. Damian Lillard being traded, um, Drew Holiday being sent over to Portland with the thoughts of them immediately trying to trade uh, Drew Holiday to a team out over in the East. Um, talk to me, man. Is is this is this the time for the Magic to say, huh, it's time to consolidate? How great would it be to be able to have a two-way player like Drew Holiday lead a very young Orlando Magic team? Is that is that the right move right now for the Magic? We have Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer that believes so. Um, he believes that the Magic should and says the Magic should go after Drew Holiday, upgrade at the point guard, fits some multiple ball handler offense, a needed veteran, plenty of ways to assemble a deal that makes sense for put for Portland. Um, obviously, a little, a little, I take it as a little shots, right? Kind of, kind of saying Markel Fultz is is not up to par, and and he's not wrong. He's not Drew Holiday, but we mm-hmm. are expecting a Big, big season for Markel Fultz. So give me your thoughts. Is now the right time to pull the trigger for a player like Drew Holiday? I mean, uh, how can you disagree? I mean, anytime you have a chance to get, like we talked about last week, about getting a shooter in body healed, right? Somebody who's an elite talent at shooting the ball. Here's kind of the different thing. With Drew Holiday, you're thinking about elite on the defensive end. And one thing about the magic that we know, the front office they love defensive players. They love guys that go at it on the defensive end. So he fits that mold. 
he fits the mold of being a vet in the locker room, a great leader for our guys. The same issue that we talked about body healed last week applies here though. And that is that he is going to be due a huge contract next off season. Um, is he the guy that magic should cash in and give a big contract to that's the debate, but from a fit standpoint, if you think about it, just fitting in with the team, he fits in perfectly, man. Like even if you keep Markel and you trade some other sort of package to make it happen, he can be a shooting guard in this team that can do fairly well. Um, I saw people complaining about the fact that he's not really a shooter. Well, guess what? He shoots a better at the moment than, um, Jalen sucks does. So if you're thinking that Jalen Sucks can start on this team and be a good player for us right away, Drew Holiday will take us to the next level. He is what we hope Jalen Sucks becomes eventually in his career. So it makes a ton of sense. But being honest, like we talked about last week, I really don't think that Magic pulled the trigger and make a trade this late into the offseason. I just don't see it. Uh, but it's definitely intriguing and it's worth having a conversation if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at a player that obviously was a difference maker for Milwaukee Bucks that was able to help Giannis get over the hump and finally win that finals. Um, you know, he's he's also he's obviously a player that could drastically you know speed up this movement that we're having in Orlando, but it's not really the right time. I don't I don't think that it is. You know, one where we're literally a few days away from from getting this this train kind of started, and you're looking at a player that is. Um, going to be coming in a unrestricted free agent. He's coming off a year where he just made $37 million. Um, and he has one more big contract in him. He's 33 years old. Um, this is, this is the peak of prime from this point forward is kind of going downwards. Is this the right move? You know, it, some people can make the debate that it is. The Magic definitely need some, some really solid veterans and Joe Ingles is not enough. Outside of Joe Ingles, you're, you're talking about a group that has a very, very young veteran presence. Um, but let's let's be honest; it, it would be an upgrade with um, from from Markel Fultz. That doesn't mean that I want it to happen. I am all on the Markel Fultz train. I think that he is the leader of this team. He is the one that's going to guide us and lead us to the promised land, right? And and I think that for right now. You just you you go with what you have, man. You re you revisit it, um, you know, during the trade deadline, and then kind of go from there. But you know, could he help this team? Absolutely. Do I think it's the right move right now? No, not not even a little bit. Not even close. You're gonna if there's one thing that you can say about the Orlando Magic is that there there is a level of uh, team chemistry that not many teams can honestly say that they have. And I think by making a move like that right now, it's just not the right time. You got a lot of players that put in a lot of great work this offseason going into this season. And I want to I want to see that through. So for right now, I would definitely put a pause on it um, and then kind of figure out what's available in the trade deadline. I think so, too. I think it's the right thing to do. Um, you've committed to seeing this thing through. You've committed to seeing what these young guys will look like with another offseason for the most part, everyone was healthy. So this is the first time Markel had a full off season that he was healthy. Jalen Suggs, same thing. J.I., same thing. So to your point, again, anytime you can acquire a talent that is elite in this league, you got to consider it. But to your point, you've held this thing together for so long, hoping to see what they look like fully healthy. Commit to it at this point. 
Now, let me ask you this question. Two, a two-part question. So first one is, if you could trade for one, Buddy Heald or Drew Holiday, assuming that Buddy Heald will be cheaper, of course, than, than Drew Holiday, which one will you go for, one? And two, say that Magic don't make a trade today. Do you anticipate a big trade? And I'm talking about a significant trade in the next 12 months. So I'm talking about between now till the start of next season. Do you think we see the Magic finally pull a trade to consolidate, to, to acquire talent, to take this team to the next level? I think they have to. Uh, you've gotten to a point where, um, you know, there it's, it's, and we've talked about this now for what feels like two seasons now where the Magic need to consolidate. It just has to happen. It's at a point where it's almost unfair for certain players. Um, the Magic need to consolidate. And I believe that this is the season that it will happen. But if I had to choose between Drew and Buddy right now, my heart would lead towards Buddy just because he addresses a few of the needs. We know that our shooting guard position is is our weak point when it comes to you know our starting lineup. You know, Buddy Heald is a player that can shoot lights out, man. And it's something that the Magic has struggled with for a very, very long time. So from a fit standpoint, um, you know, I would love to see Buddy Heald and you know, just from, and just kind of speaking realistically, right? Buddy Heald, I mean, his value compared to Drew Holiday, he's definitely going to be a lot cheaper, you know, in order for the Magic to be able to trade for a player like Drew Holiday, you know, that's $40 million that you have to be able to compensate and match, right? So you're looking at, you know, maybe Gary Harris, maybe Jonathan Isaac throwing the filler, whatever case may be. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what makes it tough is that we have a young team um, with young players that haven't really made it to that second contract just yet, um, where they're not getting paid a whole lot. So that makes it really difficult um, for, for trades and whatnot. That's why we paid Joe Ingles what we paid him, let's be honest. Um, but right now, it would definitely be Buddy Heald. Um, and, you know, I, again, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in Markel Fultz. I think there's he's one of the most unique players in the NBA that hasn't been able to be like no one can duplicate him and kind of do what he does. And if there's anything that we've seen from, you know, last season of how his his shot was looking to the off season, and I know we kind of we we fall into this trap. <laughs> what feels like every single season we fall into the trap of the off season looking at his jump shot, how it looks like. But the fact that we got a taste of it towards the end of the season gives us more hope. That if he can just get that together, we're looking at, you know, a completely different player that opens up the floor for the rest of the team. And who knows what the impact really is going to be from, you know, a junior year of, of Franz, a sophomore Paolo, and then and seeing the new additions, man. We we don't know how, you know, the addition of Anthony Black and Jet Howard is really gonna gonna impact the rest of the guys. Right. Jay Howard could be that that missing piece that we needed from a shooting standpoint, you know, and, and you think about Anthony Black and Jay Howard compared to, you know, when we drafted Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner, Franz Wagner ended up being the better player out of the two players that we drafted. Right. And Suggs was drafted, you know, higher. So who who knows what we really have until we actually see it on the court. Um, but, you know, I would definitely go with Buddy and then. Yeah, I definitely think a trade is coming. Uh, it's it's not a matter of if, but when. Um, and I think this trade deadline is where we're really going to start to see some some movements. I truly believe it. 
Yeah, I think that's what makes the season exciting. I mean, we have plenty to be excited for, of course, on the court. The young guys, seeing them finally all healthy. But I think it's exciting also to see who's going to really play their way into staying in Orlando. Because we know we have two guys that are building blocks right now. That's Paolo and Franz. Who else basically become an important piece that, that our front office thinks we can't move those guys. Like, we just can't. They fit in perfectly. We got to keep them around. So you think about Jalen Suggs, you think about Cole Anthony, you think about Wendell Carter. Those guys need to show up this season and stay healthy and, and be consistent in order to earn that right to stay in Orlando. Um, I mean, Cole Anthony is also doing contract extension. So is Markel. So a lot to look forward to this season. Um, but to your point, I do think by next offseason, there's got to be some consolidation trade happening. There's got to be some free agency move happening because we've I mean, we've we stood still for way too long. Um, we know what we got in a way. We just want to see who stepped their game up to the next level this offseason. I think that's, that's the key for the team that, right now. Um, but it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun to see these guys compete. These guys all want to play. These guys all want to win. Uh, it's going to be fun to see what it all looks like once it all comes together for us. Now, how do you see the layout now that Damian Lillard is in the Eastern Conference, right? The fact that now we're going to have to see him way more often and, and kind of deal with that. Um, him joining Milwaukee, do you do you see it now being tougher for the Magic to really make a difference? Do you see that really impacting us? I don't think so. I mean, in the sense that Milwaukee, either way, was going to be a, a top team in the East, right? In my mind, they were one of the top three teams. Um so, yeah, this makes him better. In my opinion, makes him probably the favorite in the East right now. Boston may have something to say about that. Philly. Um, but in my mind, Antetokounmpo and, and Dame is a crazy duo. I mean, if you ever thought about double teaming and triple teaming, Giannis can't quite do that anymore. Um, so it's going to be fun to see how it all works out. It'll take a while for the chemistry to develop. And they got to stay healthy. They are, I mean, especially Dame, it's a little older. So if he has nagging injuries, that may impact things. But on paper, man, like a 2K team, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, the, the fit is incredible in my mind. Um, I'm excited to see Dame more often. We only got to see him once per year here in Orlando while he was in Portland. We'll get to see him at least twice now here in Orlando. He's an incredible player. Um, and not for nothing, sorry, Heat fans, but... I am so happy he did not go to the Miami Heat. That That's the biggest win for me. I, I like Giannis. I want him to win another ring eventually. But the biggest win for me is the fact that he did not go to South Florida. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he went to Milwaukee, uh, I kind of consider it as a wash just because we they were already going to be at the top, right? You know, they're, they're definitely going to be a harder team to play against. But, you know, we were already expecting for them to be up there. I think that it would be more of an impact if – Let's say he he landed with Toronto because that's a team that could easily slip. Um, yeah, the fact that he didn't go to Miami is is a celebration in itself. You know, I was reading an article where they're saying you know the last four or five big name players had mentioned that Miami was a preferred destination spot, and they keep striking out. I, I think a lot of it has to do with Pat Riley being way way too confident and cocky with with his negotiations. I, I think that. You're starting to rub people the wrong way where they don't want to, nobody wants to send, you know, their players over there. And, and let's be honest, the, the players that they are making available, you know, it's not really making people excited. And, and I think that a lot of the trade value for Tyler Hero really dropped um, with the fact that they were able to be successful without him, you know? So 
Um, that's definitely tough. It's also, you know, kind of wrong place, wrong time with Portland with the fact that they have so many young guards. So yeah, for them, it didn't make sense for Miami to kind of, you know, dangle Tyler Hero out there as if it was going to be a big deal for them. Um, so glad that they missed out on it. Great for us. And Miami's just, you know, it, they, they surprised everyone last season. Great. But at the same time, you know, Jimmy can only do so much by himself. He desperately needs help. Bam isn't the player that people expected him to be. Uh, Kyle Lowry is, you know. He's old. Kyle Lowry. And <laughs> nobody's scared of Kyle Lowry, you know. So, you know, Miami is a team that is, is starting to, you know, kind of fall off a little bit, you know, little by little. They are literally one Jimmy Butler injury away from it falling apart. And That's he has, has so much on his shoulders. I love Jimmy. Hate that he plays for Miami. Love Jimmy. Love the story. Love the fight, the grit, all of it. But uh, it, it's only, let's be honest, it's only it's only a matter of time before that, that team kind of just evaporates. But I got to say, too, major props to the Portland uh, front office. It's truly the yeah. first time I see a team say, it's not about you. It's we gave you all this money. You chose to stay here. You want to get traded? Cool. We'll trade you. It just won't be where you want us to trade Agreed. you by force. Um, so I love the fact that front offices are kind of doing that more often now. They're like, hey, we can trade you, but it just won't not be where you want to. Um, I want to see more of that, man, because at the end of the day, I get it. Players have power. We've talked about this before on the podcast, but enough is enough, man. I mean, you can't sign a $200 million contract and a year later say, hey, guys, what? I want to go to the Lakers and that's it. No. We're going to lose a ton of value by trading you. We're going to get the best package for you, and good luck. Um, I don't know how real the rumors were that Dame was not going to play. Supposedly, if he got traded to other teams, whatever. If that happens, the NBA will have to step in and, and control that. But I just got to say, major, major props to the Portland uh, Trailblazers front office for what they did, man. Because, again, it, it is getting out of control a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's a big win for small market teams. Um, across the board, man, Portland, not allowing themselves to get bullied. I'm um, in a situation where let's be honest, Dame really put it for all the love that he had for rip city. He put them in a really tough spot, but let's be honest, Portland kind of put him in a tough spot. Also, he didn't want to leave. He got pushed out. He got pushed out by, you know, the decisions that they were making and obviously drafting school Henderson is not, you know, a, a, another way to convince him that we're that, you know, that team was invested in him. The writing was on the wall. It's been like that for the last few seasons. Um, how many times have we had personal conversations of, man, that, that dude should have left a long time ago. And the fact that he went to another small market team is is awesome because, you know, for a team like Milwaukee, if we're talking about Milwaukee, for them to get the players that they have um, and the way that they got them, you know, it's, it's a blueprint in itself, right? This is something that can can be, you know, replicated in the future, right? If Paolo Bancaro ends up being what we all believe he will be, there's going to be a point in time when the Orlando Magic are kind of facing the same situation, right? And, you know, it's, it's good to see that, you know, that, that team in Milwaukee, where nobody wants to go to Milwaukee, um, you know, uh, allow them to be able to make great financial decisions great transactions to put them in a position to be able to win basketball games and you know this is a team that has been successful they they've won an NBA they won their NBA finals with Giannis and now they gave them even more ammunition 
And I love the story that we heard from it. You know, they they were they were saying right now that you know they didn't inform uh, Giannis that you know they were trading for Damian Lillard um, with Drew because of the close relationship that they had. Watch, uh, Woj had just reported that, and apparently the minute that he heard about the trade, he he texted uh, Damian Lillard saying, "Let's go win a fucking championship." So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's cool. It's a cool basketball story for the NBA fan and me. I'm excited. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see our young team go against them. Yeah. And I got to say too, I think it's a, one of those trades where it was truly a blockbuster trade. And I really feel like all teams involved got better. So you think about the Suns, they Aiden was never going to fit in that team yet. They got a ton of depth in this trade. So they got depth, which they, they needed made. They were lacking big time. Portland got better. They have a bunch of good wings, but now they got Aiden. It's a big guy there. And who knows? They got to trade Drew Holiday now. There's a big rumor going on that the Warriors might go after him and trade uh, Kuminga and this and that. So if that happens, you get Kuminga, Aiton, and the bunch of great guards that you have, you're off to a great start with this rebuild. And then you add to that Milwaukee, of course, got way better by getting Dame. So it's one of those weird trades where every team got better and it kind of made sense for everyone. Like, I have nothing negative to say for any team that was involved in that trade. Yeah, me, me either. Kudos to Milwaukee. Kudos to Portland. I like what Portland did. You know, a lot of people would say, oh, they could have did more. I mean, you, you take a look at, you know, the ridiculous trades from uh, Donovan Mitchell and, you know, Gobert. And you take a look at what Portland got for Dame. And you're just kind of like, how, how, how did, how did they get convinced that they should give up that much for Rudy Gobert? And then Dame Dame's contract isn't you know it's he, he's under contract for a good amount of time and and he's still in his in in his prime yeah he's definitely older but he's still in his prime but the fact that they were only able to get what they got kind of shows that you know the NBA is kind of normalizing itself a little bit so that was in my opinion really good to see I, I'm glad that wasn't anything ridiculous and obviously Dame kind of hurt that a little bit by saying that he didn't want to play for these teams. Um, but, but still, I, I feel like, uh, today, today's trade or that, or yesterday's trade was, was a good, good win across the board for the NBA. Doesn't hurt the magic at all, in my opinion. And there's, there's some opportunity, you know, moving forward to, to see some great basketball in the East. The East has been, you know, quote unquote weak for a good amount of time. And, uh, it's going to, it's going to be tough up there. You know, you got Milwaukee, you got Boston. Philly is going to be interesting because you really still don't know what they're doing with James Harden. Like that's still mm-hmm. up in the air. Apparently he was in the club, you know, the other night and, you know, <laughs> you know he's joke. still talking crap about, you know, Daryl Morey. So um, you really don't know what's going on in Philly. Cleveland, you know, that's already kind of, you know, Don, Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell not wanting to stay there long term that you know that that's going to hurt the team chemistry. The Knicks are going to be the Knicks. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Brooklyn, yeah. Mikael Bridges, he's there. Ben Simmons talking about he's going to be an all-star and return back to form. So who knows what's going on in Brooklyn? Atlanta's another question mark. So I, I say all that to say this, that, you know, obviously the goal is is to win games and win as many games as possible for the Magic. And there there is a pathway there. And it's exciting to see what's going to end up happening because the Magic have enough to be able to do damage in these. I think so. I think so, too. Again, this trade doesn't really change anything. Um, and if you're the Magic, again, you have that chemistry going from last season. You ended the season playing, playing so well after December when the team got healthy. Um, a little bit of a rough schedule early on. So if you're a Magic fan, don't get discouraged if they start a little bit slower than we want them to. Remember, things get a lot easier after the All-Star break. So if they can maintain momentum, play 500 ball throughout until the All-Star break, I feel good about our chances to to make the playoffs this year. Um, in my mind, really, my goal for the team is playing. I know we want playoffs. We want to be top seven, top six. Let's be real. I think if we can some, some way, somehow end up eighth, seventh in the East, I would be thrilled, man. Because I think this team, that's exactly what they need to tell the front office, hey, man, we're ready. Get us some help to make that leap. Yeah, and and playing is yeah, that's that's the starting point, right? We 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 didn't make it last season, so at a minimum, the goal should be to make it this season. What was awesome is I listened to, um, you know, the podcast that Paolo Bencaro was just on with um the crew has it. If you haven't seen that podcast, it's it's the one with um Tyreek and I, I can't remember the other guy's name from from Power. And they were kind of having a conversation. It was an awesome interview. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to it, definitely watch. It was definitely different than, you know, some of the other podcasts that, you know, Paulo has been on. And he kind of talks about how the Amway has changed. And in a way where, you know, some of his teammates during the season kind of, you know, put his arms around him and pretty much saying, like, you know, you, you see how all this is. This wasn't like that last year. There's definitely a momentum. He has a big impact to it. But you know, the seats are being filled with fans where we're starting to, you know, the fans that are going to the games. They're responding back to some of these chants that we're getting from Boston, from New York, from Miami. We're fighting back. And there's definitely, you know, life being um, brought back to the end way from a fan perspective. And there's a lot to be excited about. And, you know, it's it's exciting in the aspect of now there's expectations to where that hasn't been the case. Every year for the last few years has been draft, draft, draft. Now there's an expectation to win. Get into the play-in, and let's say worst-case scenario, worst-case scenario, let's say that we don't make it into the playoffs, right? We're already in the mode of every game counts. We're trying to make it into the play-in. The number one marketing tool that the Magic could have is being able to make some level of noise to where it allows free agents to believe that this team is one exciting to watch. It's changing the narrative of what people have, you know, in regards to to the Orlando Magic. I think I saw a video the other day of, you know, Halliburton kind of taking a shot at the Magic that I wasn't too happy about. Um, but it changes the narrative, and it it shows that hey, if if 
that team made it that far, imagine what what I can do if I played on that team, how much more we'll be able to help them. And that, that allows for there to be opportunity around free agency. Yeah. And again, this is the perfect year to do it because we have a ton of money next offseason. We'll be players in free agency, if not free agency, via trade. Um, so to your point, we got to make some noise to get some of these guys that are thinking about, hey, should I should I go to a different team? You mentioned Donovan Mitchell as a potential guy that may say, hey, Cleveland's not for me. Well, guess what? Orlando may be. No state tax, beautiful city. Everyone loves it here. We need a shooting guard. Just saying. So that type of stuff needs to happen, but we got to show progression. We got to show that we're getting better. We cannot be sitting still and missing the playoffs again. That's not going to take us anywhere. We don't want to be anywhere near the lottery. I'm done caring about the lottery in May. I'm done caring about the top 10 and 15 guys in the draft. Like that's, yep. I'm sick and tired of that. So hopefully this was our last time caring about that kind of stuff. Yep. And listen, let's be honest. There's, there's a good amount of players on our roster right now that we're expecting for them to have big leaps. Um, so my question to you, when it comes to our guards going into training camp, uh, Markel Foles, Jalen Suggs, Cole, Anthony Black, Gary Harris, Jet Howard, Caleb Houston, Kevon Harris, like there, there's a good amount of guards on this team. Um, who would you say is the one player, the one guard that you are most excited about this year that, you know, you believe may have a breakout year? Who who would be that one guard for you? If I had to put money on this one, it would be on Markel Fultz. I think that I saw enough, the impact that he can have on this team, number one. Number two, the shot looked way better last season. I don't even know what it's going to look like this season after a full off season of, of him working on it. And three, just the fact that, again, man, this dude was a number one pick for a reason. He's had health issues after health issue after health issue. If this is the year that he is fully healthy, he is the starting point guard. He knows that. And not for nothing, he kind of is playing for a contract at the same time, too. Whether he gets extended before the season starts or after, he's either going to be really thankful to the Magic for extending him and paying him the big bucks or trying to earn that contract. So he's going to be hungry to showcase what he can do. I think he, for me, is the guy that I would put my money on in saying that he would have the best season out of all the guards on that we have. And don't forget, we need him to. We need him to be that starting point guard that just carries this team, that puts the ball exactly where Paolo in front, needs it every single night. Um, so that's who I, I would choose. How about you? Jalen Suggs is a name that pops for me, and this is, this is the reason why. I think early on in the season last year, um, Jalen Suggs got a lot of heat from the Magic fan base. A lot of heat. A lot of people saying that you know they were disappointed in his level of play. But then that immediately changed the second half of the season. You know, he led with his defense, which was awesome because he was just a dog on the defensive end. And I think that a lot of it had to do with his struggles with injury um, that caused a lot of those games to to really not go his way. But this offseason was one of the first offseasons where he was able to be healthy and, and play. Um, so going into the season, we're hoping for that to to kind of continue. He'd spent a little time working with the guard whisperer. Um, so we're hoping that, you know, that jump shot continues to improve. So um, we're hoping that that would translate over. So that's the part that's exciting. He's the player that I would kind of put my hat on as um, someone who would be a breakout player for me. And then um, in terms of excited, yeah, I'm excited to see Jalen Suggs, but how can you not be excited to see Anthony Black? 
Um, I think especially if if we kind of rewind a little bit to the emotions that we had from on on draft night, where we were kind of you know hoping that we didn't go that route because you know we we you know thought X Y Z player would be a better fit, and we already had enough guards. Um, but you know the the little bit that we saw from summer league, all the scouting that we've done. Um, Anthony Black. Anthony Black is just—he's—he's he's a player that we know is is expected to make other players around him better. He's a bigger guard, so I'm excited for him to play a little bully ball. Um, and I think that he's going to fit well with the Magic. The guard rotation is going to be interesting. I'm—I I can't wait to see, uh, you know, what Coach Mose has up his sleeves. I am expecting for Anthony Black to kind of move around and play different positions. Um you know, where he's able to have a good amount of time, one through three. Um, so I think that's the part that I'm excited about. I'm, I'm excited to see how he'll be utilized for sure. Now, with that being said, with these names, who do you see being the player that will have the least impact or or maybe not least impact, but who would be the one that, you know, would would you believe would kind of disappoint you a little bit and not meet your expectations? Um, it's hard to say right now, but I'm, I'm going to go actually the guy that I just talked about. I think Anthony Black may have a tough time finding his role on this team. And mainly just because we have so many guards that have been with the Magic for a while, know the system, and are simply better fits today. You think about, again, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Markel Foltz, Gary Harris. Like, those are all guys that know the system. They've been here for a long time. They know what's expected. Caleb Houston, another guy that may take a leap. He's a great shooter when he's shooting. Would he play in front of Anthony Black to start the season? So I think he'll have a tough time kind of figuring out where do I fit. In my eyes, he's a point guard. Anthony Black, that is. Like, he is a point guard. He needs the ball in his hands. He's got to play the point guard position to be successful. And again, you have Markel. You have Cole Anthony. How does that all work out? So I think because of that, I think that early on especially, he'll have a tough time kind of figuring out what do I fit in? How can I make myself useful in this team. Now, with that being said, from a shooting guard perspective, who do you believe will start a shooting guard at the beginning of the season, opening night? Do we go back with Gary Harris? Do we go, you know, could it, could it be, could Anthony Black win that, right? Probably not, but... I guess I say that to say this, whoever you believe is the starting shooting guard, Jalen Suggs, Gary Harris, whoever, whoever you believe is the the starting shooting guard opening night, do you believe that person will keep it the whole entire season and end the season still being our starting shooting guard? I doubt it. Um, I'm going to go 51-49, leaning towards Gary Harris. Um, If you're trying to win, you need shooting in the starting lineup. Like you need someone that can spread the floor for France and, and Paolo. So if you're trying to win, Gary Harris is that guy, in my opinion, by, by an inch. If Jalen Suggs shooting has gotten that much better, then maybe not. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I, I do want to see Jalen Suggs and also go all young with the starting lineup. But the reality is you need a vet out there that can play. Gary Harris was hurt a lot of last year. But when he did play and he did shoot the ball, He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. So you got to play him. Um, but I do think that he might get traded at a trade deadline. So all that to say that by the end of the year, Jalen Suggs might be the starting shooting guard. So 
again, it's going to be a weird year just because our guard rotation, man, is going to be crazy. Like there's so much competition, which I love. I just, right now, if you're trying to win and make the playoffs, Gary Harris, to me, is the one that deserves to start. He might not get the most minutes, but he may start. Yeah, you you actually kind of beat me to my prediction. I, I believe Gary Harris definitely will end up starting. And then just from a contract perspective, I, I think his contract is is would be one of the easiest to move um, in any in any deal. And then I think that ultimately Jalen Suggs ends up winning it. Uh, the shot has to be there. And I think that that's going to be the the struggle. I think that's the thing that everyone is going to definitely keep an eye on. But I, I, I think that one of the things that we can definitely hang our head on and we can all agree on, whether you're listening or, or uh, watching on YouTube, is that we're this this second unit is going to be exciting to watch. Um, if anything, I'm I'm there might be some games where I'm more excited to see the second unit than the starting five. You know, you take a look at the second unit, you take a look at, you know, Cole Anthony, Anthony Black, Jonathan Isaac. Uh, you're, you're, you're excited to see what the hell we're going to have with Joe Ingles and how much time that he's going to end up playing. Jet Howard, uh, you, you have in Mo and all his antics, like you have a second unit where they're going to be fun to watch. And there's been many times last season where the second unit saved the starting five where starting five weren't playing well, second unit comes in with the energy and they get us back into the game. And I think I, I'm looking forward to seeing that continue because you know that there's going to be nights where Apollo isn't going. You know that there's going to be nights where, you know, Franz isn't, isn't having the best games and it's going to be the second unit, that second unit that comes in and kind of saves the day. So that kind of leads me to our next topic, forwards. What are what are your expectations, or what are you most excited about when it comes to Paulo Franz, J.I. Chuma, Ingles, and Schofield? I mean, this is the the core of the team, right? You got three guys in that list that are supposed to be difference makers, really the cornerstone of our team. So you got Paulo and Franz for sure, but don't forget, it wasn't too long ago that J.I. was in that list as well before all the injuries and before all this stuff happened. Um, we've said it many times in this podcast before, and I'll say mm-hmm. it again. I have zero expectations in J.I. Like, I'm not counting on him being a difference maker. I'm not counting on him being a guy that's going to play 30 minutes a night. Zero. Whatever we get from J.I., to me, is an extra, right? So if he can stay healthy, and I'm going to say play 60 games this season, dude, to your point, like, the bench is going to be ridiculous. That's number one. But number two, J.I. will make us a much better team. I mean, I'll, not, I'll never forget that game. Um, when he was playing last season against the Celtics, when he single-handedly shut down Jalen Brown, went, got the layup, came back, got the block, like Amway was rocking. And it was all because of this dude. I don't care what you think about him personally and his, and his off-court antics, but I will just tell you, as a basketball player, this dude has the skills to be the defensive player of the year. He still has that in him. So again, zero expectations. Paulo and France, we know what they are. Cornerstones, we need them healthy, we need them getting better. That's it. But J.I., man, he to me is, is the key to us being a true playoff team. Him and Markel, in my opinion. Um, the rest, Chuma, Joe Engels, Schofield. I mean, Schofield, we know what he does. When we're needed, he shows up and does what he needs to do. Joe Engels needs to be a great vet, man. He needs to be a great shooter for us, which I know he is. He's always been throughout his career. I just don't know where you play Chuma and, and, and Joe right now. Like, I'm a little confused about their fit on this team. Um, Chuma might be on his last legs. Like, if he cannot figure it out this season, 
he's done. And I'm not talking about the magic. I'm talking about in general because he can't stay healthy. He hasn't been able to shoot it well. So he has to step up this year. Um, but to me, this whole group, the forwards, it all starts with Paolo and Franz. And truly, that's that's the cornerstone of our team right now. Yeah, listen, we're we're going to see an improved Paolo, a more polished, more efficient Paolo going into his sophomore year. Franz Wagner, world champion. Uh, we're obviously expecting big things from them. Those Those are the things that we know, right? We know those. This team is can literally go multiple notches, all depending on the health of Jonathan Isaac. We know this. The big concern is, or was last season, is you know is he still the same player throughout all these injuries? And with a very small sample size, when I mean small, I mean 10, 11 minutes worth a game, right? small sample size we are able to see glimpse of that and that's the part that's enough to give us hope hope in the sense where we knew last season yeah we were fighting for you know a a uh, to be able to play meaningful basketball towards the end of the season but let's be honest the draft was still on our mind right um this season is all about the wins this season is we're playing Jonathan Isaac. We're not we're not babying anymore. Like this is now the time to to put it out there. And with him being ready to go for training camp, which I can't even remember off the top of my mind, when was the last time that we had Jonathan Isaac ready for training camp? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Honestly, I I I've lost it's all blending together, <laughs> pandemic. A lot of things has happened. In the last few years, I can't tell you when exactly, um, but what I can tell you is, if the Magic are able to get a healthy Jonathan Isaac, we might just have the best second unit in the Eastern Conference. It, it might it that just might be what it is, because oh, man, just even thinking of or flashbacks of the little glimpse that we saw Jonathan Isaac and Jalen Suggs playing together in that second unit. It was exciting. Jonathan Isaac could have did the small, it could have been just a pickpocket. It could have been just a a (laughs) easy fast break. And it was the most exciting thing in the world. And magic Twitter was going nuts over it. And it's because we were expecting for him not to be able to move the same, not be able to run the same, not be able to be the same Jonathan Isaac. And the same Jonathan Isaac was a small glimpse that we were able to see. So now that you're coming into the offseason healthy, and we've seen him work on his game, maybe not by video, but at least pictures, um, you're excited about it, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't even be surprised if I walk into LA Fitness one day and people are wearing Judas because they really don't look that bad. And I think that eventually he's going to win people over, right? I do. I do eventually believe that, and he's going to do that by by doing what he does on the basketball court. And there's still a lot of game left for Jonathan Isaac. Now, who would you say outside of? you know, Paulo Franz and J.I., because we know that they're going to get a good amount of playing time. So it's really between Chuma, Ingles, and Schofield. Um, who's going to see the pine uh, more often than than we are expecting? 
Um, I would have to say Chuma, maybe. Um, that's just my my take. I think that Chuma might might be that guy. Uh, I think Joe Ingles was brought in for a purpose. <clears throat> that was to help us win games. That was to be a good vet to add shooting to this team. So you got to play him some way somehow. You got to give this guy minutes. You got to get get him to be a, a leader on the court for this team. Besides just being a, a guy that leads us in the locker room. So I expect him to get minutes. I don't know how many. Um, but I do think he'll play probably more than Chuma early on. Schofield, of course, a two-way. He won't play that much. So I would think that Chuma early on, it's going to have to wait for an opportunity, whether it's an injury, whether it's whatever it may be. But I don't think he'll be part of the rotation early on in the season. How about you? I think that we'll see Joe Ingles more than what we're expecting. I think that his shooting is really going to come alive for us. And I think that's going to really help us out tremendously just being able to stretch the floor. I mean, we're we're looking at, you know, our, our first full season without a player like Terrence Ross where he was a he was a walking microwave where he's able to light it up and, and really stretch a floor for us. And now we're kind of relying a bulk of that to come from uh Gary Harris and Cole. So um I, I'm expecting for him to play a lot more um than what people may think. I think with Chuma, it's it's tough, man, because he fell out. He already fell out of the rotation last season, so this is this is a time, man. It's it's now or never, you know. If we if we really don't see it, um, there there might be a a you know situation where we we're losing value, and that's the that's the tough part, man. You you take a look at all the different players that the Magic have drafted, and that weren't successful for us that we really haven't been able to get a return of an investment like at all like you 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 think about uh you know what we've gotten for you know Mo Bamba absolutely nothing you know we we were able to make moves for RJ Hampton what do we get back for RJ Hampton absolutely nothing so these investments that you know we we've kind of put our money in we haven't been able to get a return so I'm I'm hoping no matter what ends up happening with certain players you know, I'm hoping that this year is is a good showcase where, at the very least, um, for some of the players that you know are expendable, unfortunately, that you know we're we're able to get something back in return. Um, now, from from our big man standpoint, Wendell, Mo Wagner, Goga, who had a really great international showing, uh, Mo Wagner, world champion, and then Wendell Carter, who you know we're expecting for him that to to have a big year you know there's there's talks of um the expectation from his camp of of all-star um and and you know we've we've kind of heard from you know his his trainer the the cheat code that he he sees that too so you know are you expecting a breakout year for Wendell Carter I mean, the dude has been working on his game a lot this offseason. We've seen plenty of pictures and, and videos. Like, he's been at the gym. He's been working. Um, Wendell, very much like Markel, is one of those guys that may not put up the craziest numbers, but the impact they have on this team cannot be understated. Like, when Wendell was hurt last year, and we depended on Goga and, and Mo Wagner to play, Mo Bamba to play, dude, the, the drop-off was significant in the way that this team performed. So I definitely think that he is due for a breakout season. Um, his shooting took a major leap last, last season. If he can get a little bit better at it and, and basically force the defense to guard him at the three-point line, that's going to help Franz and Paolo that much more. Um, so I do expect big things out of him. But the biggest thing I need him to start doing 
is blocking blocking shots a little more. I think he's big enough, he's strong enough to to demand more of a presence and and protect the rim better. Um, he's a great rebounder. He, he's a great physical presence. I just think we need more shot blocking from him. Um, Paolo showed a little bit of that at FIBA this offseason, but we need Wendell to really step up and say, hey, man, I, I, I got the rim so that everyone else can do their thing. Um, but I definitely think he's going to be the, the guy that may surprise us this season the most. Um, besides him, Mo Wagner and Goga, I, I love Mo. You guys all know that. Love the antics, love the energy that he brings. Um, and Goga showed a lag. His short time last season with us, he played well. He protected the rim. Uh, he shot the three-point ball a little bit. Um, honestly, Mo Bamba, Goga, I, I don't see a difference. They both bring it some nights, some, some nights they don't. Um, so ultimately, I think it, it all hangs on Wendell. Now, if Wendell gets hurt, we're in trouble. And that's where things kind of may go south quickly for us. Um, but let me pass it back to you. Who do you think? What do you think about Wendell? Do you think he is due a breakout season? And then what do we do if he gets hurt? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not going to say that Wendell um, is a sure shot to be an all-star, but I will say that I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me. It, would, it, it just wouldn't. I think that, you know, he's clearly one of the most underrated big men in the East, easily. Um, and I think that with him, He's not the the most important thing with him is that he's not he's not afraid, you know he's he's confident in his game, um, he's confident in taking the shot behind the three point lines, confident being in the post. Yeah, defensively maybe he can be a better rim protector, but you know we've already seen his game grow since he's been here in Orlando, right? There, there was there was uh, a couple seasons ago where you know the main focus was being able to stretch a floor, and we've been able to see him do that. Maybe not as efficient as you know we would like, but you know the the presence is still there where he's a threat, and you you kind of have to respect it. Um, and you're right; if he were to go down, we're in a lot of trouble. You know, I I like Mo Wagner a lot. I, I love the energy that he brings, but there has been moments where he filled the stat sheets, but the game doesn't. He's like his presence really isn't impacted in a winning way the way that Wendell Carter is. Is it's just the way that it is. Um, but with that being said, I love Mo Wagner as our second center. Like I, I love the dynamic of him and Franz. Love the energy. I love the antics. Also, he's fun to watch. Um, and Gary Harris said it this off season in in one of the podcasts that he was on with uh, Jeff Teague, where he's a player that you know you love that he's on your team and hate it if he's not because he just has this knack of being able to get under people's skin. And I'm all here for it. Um, I think that. You know, Mo Wagner and Goga both playing international games this offseason. I think all that is going to translate over to us. And I think that it's going to make our team just that much more competitive, that much better. Um, and I, I think that all three of them are going to be able to play a good amount of games, good amount of time, and, and make impacts. I, I think that Goga has it in him. I liked what I've seen when he was on the court. Um, and I think that he's definitely capable of stepping up in moments where we may need them. Let's be honest. There's no way that we're going to go through this whole entire season 100% healthy. I've already embedded it in my mind. That's just the reality of it. That's how it's been the last few years. I'm expecting it. And, you know, the team has to be able to have the mentality of shotgun, which is next man up. It's next man up, you know, mentality. And I think that we're deep enough in a sense where, 
you know, if if somebody has to fill in that that spot for a couple weeks, a couple months, then I think that I'm confident enough to where, you know, it wouldn't impact the team too much. We're able to kind of still get some games under the belt. But the ones that I am worried about is, you know, Markel, Wendell, like we need them to to be extremely healthy in order for us to be successful. As well as Paulo and Franz. But, yeah, man. You know, outside of, you know, them, Wendell and, and Markel, our point in our our center man they're 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 too important for us yeah they're the key honestly if their health truly will determine how far we go i think if they can stay healthy along with paulo and franz and the starting lineup is consistent i think that's the key for us too again we talk about seventh seed six seed that's the difference if we have if we stay healthy that's a realistic thing if we don't we've seen what happens we saw what happened last year five and 20 start and they'll play 500 basketball but what's the difference we're healthy. So that's mm-hmm. going to be the the factor that we need to be the most um, aware of as the season goes on. Yep. And, uh, you know, the Magic still got to figure out that last two-way spot. Um, you got Mac McClung, Traveling Queen. Like, this this training camp is is almost like a, a semi-tryout in a sense. And mm-hmm. um, if you remember really big news that came um, earlier on in regards to the Lakeland Magic moving to Osceola in my backyard is about two minutes away. I, I'd love to see Mac McClung out there and kind of, you know, putting on a show for, you know, the, the Osceola community. So, you know, hopefully good luck to him. He's the one that I'm kind of rooting for. Um, I saw the documentary on Amazon um, where they were kind of following, I can't think of the name right now, but they were kind of following a lot of the G League players and, you know, Traveling Queen had a good, you know, spot on there. Really love his story as well. So it's exciting, man. It, it, to have players on the two way side um, is exciting. Kevon Harris, we already know, is is a beast, is a monster. I hope, I hope in the future that they they find a way to kind of put him on a roster permanent. But that's just me. But man, Atlanta Magic basketball is almost back. October second, media day, literally days away. Followed by October third to the seventh training camp. And then October 10th to the 20th preseason, then we're right back to full season basketball. We're there. We're here. We are back. We survived this last uh, five and a half months, man. It's crazy to think about that we are a couple of weeks away from our first game. That's freaking exciting. (laughs) Rough. Rough. Well, on that note, it's a wrap. Catch you guys next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.